personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. We're up to tip of the week, and today we're going to talk about having a plan. What we find with people when it comes to investing in real estate is they do it on spur of a moment. They just jump right in and they just go do it. And we think that it's imperative that you have a plan. In any business you're in, you need to have a business plan. And I think what happens, Lauren, mostly is that people hear the word business plan, they shut down. And I'm going to tell you why I think that. At my law firm, people come to me all the time and they go, hey, can you write a business plan for me? Well, unless you're looking to go get venture capital, unless you're trying to get investors, it doesn't have to be a pretty plan written by a lawyer. The key isn't to have a plan that you could pitch with. The key is the actual writing of the plan. It's not the result. It's the process when you're doing business planning. And you need to be able to think about these things that could go wrong. You see, business planning is both about what goes wrong and what goes right. And you have to project worst case and best case scenarios. So the tip of the week is that you got to do business planning. And does that mean that you need to go get a computer and buy a business plan software and go consult with a professional? Nope. That means that you got to start getting yourself a loose leaf and you got to start writing down your thoughts. What you're going to realize is that the unexpected will happen and you have to plan for it. Over the years, we've had everything go wrong in real estate that you could imagine. Everything. Municipal tickets, roof leaks, basement leaks, vacancies, non-payments from tenants. We've had to redo roofs. We've had to... Deal with trespassing. We you had name a car it. run into one of our buildings. Yeah, that was fun. A car just drove into the building. And then well, the best part was when we told the driver, we're like, hey, you know, you just ran into the building. He was like, Ugh. he was like oblivious. Anyway, another story for another day. The key, though, is that you have to be ready for this unexpected. I watch all these videos about investing in real estate. and I read all these books about and everyone's just like, do you have money on the side? Go earn a passive income. Well, you're an idiot, like a complete and utter fool. I wish hell upon you. Why is that? Why Why is that? Because when you have money for a down payment, first of all, what about paying all the transaction costs to buy? So your money that you have down, you need to pay it for a lot of other things. You know, there's mortgage recording tax, you know, that they're going to, bank is going to have to pay for an appraisal. They're gonna, if it's commercial property, the bank's going to want to get some points and stuff like that on there, meaning some extra money that you're going to have to pay the lender. Forgetting the fact that there's regional Transfer taxes are sometimes paid by the buyer, forgetting the fact that, you know what? You got to pay your lawyer and sometimes you got to pay your broker. And so, but let's assume you budgeted not just for the down payment, but you also budgeted for the transaction costs. What happens? I get these idiots that come to my firm and they go, listen, I'm a friend. So usually my friends are the biggest idiots. I got to be honest. If you're listening to me, I think you're stupid. All right. So here's what they say. Ready? They um, call me up and they go, we're going to buy a house. And I go, that's awesome. I, I'm excited. I, I think to myself immediately, I'll get invited to the barbecue. I love hot dog hamburger. My buddy, Ronnie, if you're listening, Ronnie, I'm still waiting for the barbecue. I keep seeing him at hockey and asking him when the barbecue, I want my barbecue. So back to where we are is they buy a house and you say, how much are you putting into it? They go, oh, I got a 5% a five down or they got no money down. I've heard of this thing where you can get a second mortgage to pay your down payment. It's crazy stuff. So they put down almost nothing. You go, well, how much money do you have extra? Oh, nothing. This is all, we're putting all our money into buying the house. Well, what happens when your boiler breaks? 
What's your plan then? What's your plan? Because you have to plan in what's called reserves. Reserves mean the amount of money you have set aside, not for the down payment, not for the transaction costs, not for the cost of your life that's just sitting in a bank account, earning like terrible interest, not in a stock account, not subject to risk, just money that's just sitting there that you're staring at every day and you're saying, I want that money, but you can't have it because you need to keep that money readily accessible to pay for repairs. And if you don't have that money, you better already have a line of credit opened with a lender. And I'm going to tell you, I don't really love a line of credit. You know why? They close those lines on you. And what happens if they close the line? So if you're going to be a real estate investor, you need money down for the down payment. You need money down for the transaction costs. You also need money down for the reserves. And only when you figure out that you have enough money for those three categories, are you even ready to invest? Because not only can everything break under the sun, not only can you get a municipal ticket because there's a use issue on your property that you didn't even know about, not only, you know, we had recently learned, this was one of my favorites. We had one of our sewers in the front of the building started collapsing and we had to rip out the sewer. Anything could happen. But you know what Lauren says? Every time one of her friends, they're freaking out about their life. One of her friends are freaking out. They say to Lauren, what's going on? And Lauren, usually you don't tell them, right? I just usually talk about the weather or something like that because my problems are just not the types of problems that people that don't invest in real estate have. And nor do they want to have because sometimes they could be, you know. But when you tell them your problems, Lauren, they have a conniption. Isn't that true? Like as soon as you tell them, they like, they have a panic attack. Yeah. They don't understand how I'm me. They're like, how do you even handle that? And I'm like, no, it's just, it's, I treat it as a part of my job. And when you have a job, you have responsibilities and, you know, not everything is roses all the time. And I love real estate. I love investing in real estate. I love making money through real estate. And don't get me wrong. I do make money in real estate, but I'm realistic. So Lauren, when your roof leaks and you have to be, we're in the Bahamas, this is what happens. That's always when your roof leaks. You got to be in the Bahamas for your roof to leak. And you have tenants complaining that there's water coming into their property, right? Yep. And you tell your mother, you say, mom, this, she asks what's going on. You tell her and she starts, she's freaking out about the whole thing. And you know what I hear Lauren say back? What do you say? We call that Tuesday. Yeah, it's just Tuesday and it's just what happens. And, you know, it's just having a, the right team in place in order to fix it. And if you don't have the right team in place, you're just going to figure it out along the way. So let's talk about that for a second. Your plan has to have the right team in place. It has to have reserves. It has to have the money ready to be able to pay the team. And then you need the right team in place. Do you have a list of a plumber, a HVAC worker? Do you have a roofer? Do you have a GC? Do you have a maintenance guy or gal? Do you have your team? Do you have a driveway man? A driveway woman? Do you have your team in place so you can call them antiquatedly on your Rolodex? Now you just pick up your smartphone and you dial them. Can you just V-card them? Could you just call them right now? And could they get there immediately? So you need your reserves and you need your team. And that's step one and two of your plan beyond having enough money for this reserves that you're not going to touch. So I, I talk about planning. And what I want to talk about planning is you don't just need a plan for day one. What we were just talking about is how do we open the door plan, right? Sure. Lauren, you're not going to get rich as a real estate investor if your plan is to buy one building and call it a day. No. No. You need to like keep investing. And keep, if you ever played Monopoly, I was actually talking to someone who holds themselves out as being a top real estate person. And they were talking about how they buy 
Park Place, and they were making fun of some of the other Monopoly places. Uh, and I was talking to them the other day. And I got to tell you, I'm going to teach you how to win Monopoly right now. Do you want to know how to win Monopoly, Lauren? You're really spoiling it for everyone. Oh, it's an easy game. Buy any property you land on as soon as humanly possible. That's how you, that's how you buy. That's how you buy. Like, so everyone's like, you know how you're always like, but this isn't the right opportunity, but I need to find the right opportunity. The first one that's good enough is worth buying. So, you know, those maroon properties at the beginning of Monopoly, buy them. You know, when you get to the green ones, buy them. You know, the orange properties, buy them. If you're waiting for Park Place or Boardwalk, like you could wait your whole life for the dream. Live in the reality you have now. So, does that mean you shouldn't have the dream of boardwalk? No, it just means you got to build your way up there. Don't you trade in four houses for a motel? You don't wake up and buy a motel. Who buys a motel? This is ridiculous. Like, I got to tell you, my family's been involved in the motel business most of my life, if you remember, who Lauren, Lauren knows. I can make a toilet pearly white. So I was, I was a maid for part of my life. And if you need some good mating, you give me a call. But you don't just wake up and get a motel. First, you buy a single family house and you buy a multifamily house. You got to build building blocks before you get to the big ones. So when you're doing planning, it's not just your plan for today on your next purchase. It's where do you see yourself in 10 years? Where do you see yourself in 20 years? Where do you see yourself in 30 years? You need to have plans for both the short term and then the long term. And this is my favorite thing. You better have action steps of how you plan on getting there. Do you think you're going to buy a piece of real estate and then it's just going to appreciate, meaning it's just going to go up in value and you're going to be rich? You're an idiot. No, like seriously, stupid. Like, don't misunderstand. It could appreciate. Money does go up. But a real real estate investor is saying, if I take all of my income, gross income coming from the property. And I take all of my expenses, and there's two categories of expenses I want you to have. Your fixed expenses. What is it going to cost to operate for the year? And your variable expenses. On average, how much are you paying that you're not expecting for things that go wrong, break, people not paying? Your variable. If I take all those numbers, I pay my taxes as part of my fixed expenses. I pay for my water bill. That's part of my pick fixed expenses. I pay for the fact that my tenant's out and not paying me, so I need to pay their rent. When you do all these numbers, are you net positive? If you're net positive, then you're going in the right trajectory, and then you'll get to be able to be rich. So you do this. Your plan is, what are my action steps that I'm going to do? How am I going to improve the property? Because when you improve the property, what happens, Lauren? Value goes up. Higher rents, because we are now in, she says value goes up, and she's right. Why? Because an in income approach to appraisal, when you get more net income coming in, and you put that with a cap rate, the capitalization rate of the community, you can find out that your valuation is going to go up. So what you need to do is you have to have a plan to be able to increase from the short term to the long term. Yes, there should be legal viability reports when you're going into the zoning. Yes, it would be good to have a marketing plan on how you're going to solicit new tenants. Yes, it would be able to be good to have a tax plan on how you're going to leverage the tax saving. It's because now you're a real estate professional, which saves you lots of money on the tax code. Yes, 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 yes. There's so many additional ways to write the plan and make it professional and go to the next level. But what we want you to do, step one of what we want you to do is take out that binder, steal from your child, take their folder. I have a six-year-old. Take their folder and take out their piece of paper and start writing on the paper. What is your plan? Your plan is your dreams in the short term, the long term, and how you're going to get there. You can do it. 
This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lieb. Find us on social media at Listen to Lieb or visit listentolieb.com.